uh, people are exposed to information and I think uh, the challenge for us as well is to look how can we make sure that we display the most relevant information to people and helping them to navigate through the whole yeah, uh, landscape uh, trying to make sure that they find the important stuff uh, so I think that the taxonomies and tagging becomes more and more important if you if you're looking at the future I think yeah, it's key because without it um, yeah, people are going to be lost in your internal digital workplace. Where have we been? What's been going on? Why has it been so long since we released an episode of Digital Workplace Impact? Okay, it was the holiday period, but the reason is that we've been focused on Digital Workplace 24, our 24-hour round-the-world Digital Workplace Festival that comes live to a global audience on the 26th and 27th of February 2019. And it's happening. Uh, We've got some incredible content on the uh, festival. Uh, Live tours from Volvo, Porsche, ING, the World Bank, uh, Google, Telstra, um, it's just some amazing content over the 24 hours. It starts at 10 a.m. London time on the 26th of February and ends at 10 a.m. London time on the 27th of February. And you can tune in from wherever you want. You can tune in for a few minutes. You can tune in for a few hours. You can join the Wide Awake Club and tune in for 24 hours. Yes, we do have some people who find it so addictive to uh, come into a digital workplace 24 that they just can't stop. The other thing is as a DWG member, you get to participate as part of your membership and uh, everybody else can book some places and you get a recording of the entire show and you can then use it inside your organisation. If you think you saw something really fascinating from the World Bank or you saw something really fascinating from Volvo, then you can just play it later on. We also have got amazing studio guests. Um, People like David Brin, the science fiction writer, Stan Garfield, the eminent guru of knowledge management, Dion Hinchcliffe, who is so incredible around enterprise collaboration. Um, We've got Josh Simons, who is a Kennedy Scholar from Harvard, one of the leading guys in the world around AI and ethics. And also, amazingly, we've got Andrew Yang, who is standing as US presidential candidate in 2020 on a platform of universal basic income and technology disruption. And I'm going to be interviewing Andrew, which I'm very much looking forward to. So if you would like to be part of the Digital Workplace 24 experience. And you can do this from wherever you are. You can do it from a cafe. You can do it from your offices. You can do it while you're on a train. You can do it while you're on the beach. You can do it while you're lying in bed, feeling lazy but wanting to learn. So just go to digitalworkplacegroup.com slash digitalworkplace24-2019. Or you can type into Google or any search engine, Digital Workplace 24, and it'll be there. So I'm really excited about this. And one of the 
people who's going to come on Digital Workplace 24, is my guest on the podcast today, Dennis Agusi from Philips. He's really made an impact at Philips um, and really taken that organization into a whole new collaborative area. So I'm delighted to be interviewing Dennis Agusi um, today. And if you want to see what Dennis has been up to, come on Digital Workplace 24 and experience it live as well. Now for Dennis. I'm delighted to be sitting here with Dennis Agusi. Dennis is Director of Communication Channels for Philips here in a beautiful sunny day in Amsterdam. Um, we are right next to the Johan Cruyff Stadium where Ajax plays, I think, yes, Dennis? Correct. Yep. Yep. Yes, correct. Yes, um, And uh, we're, we've stepped out of a digital workplace group member meeting hosted by ING. And I just thought it'd be great to grab a few minutes with you, Dennis, and, and great to have you on the show today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Really yeah. nice to uh, speak to you. Yeah, so, so Dennis, if I think about you and the digital workplace and the intranet field, you've really been a kind of quite an important figure in the field, certainly in your region for quite a few years. How did you end up getting into this, this area of, of enterprise work? Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> really nice to, to hear that uh, you see me as an important figure in the, in the internet uh, world. So yeah, uh, how I end up is basically um, I started uh, as an intern at Philips and there I was really focusing on the internal social media platform. And basically what, what year was that? Uh, that was 2010. Okay. So that was uh, eight years ago. And basically what you saw is that the, 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 yeah, the social media, the internal social media platform in the last couple of years is coming more and more to the internet. And I think that led as well to my own development to take also up uh, responsibilities around the internet as well. And yeah, that's why I have been able to uh, to grow in that role, but also to help Philips yeah, implement a whole new internet because our old internet, and when we impl introduced it in 2000, end of 2015, yeah, it was really old. It was on IBM Lotus Notice and it was really, yeah, we had to replace it basically. Mm. And did you intend when you joined as an intern, um, Phillips, did you think this is the field that I want to get involved in or did it just um, Well, yeah, I, I started as an intern and I was really, yeah, interested in social media. <laughs> right. Uh, and to be very honest, yeah, internet's not really. Uh, but the more, the more I yeah, learned about uh, internal communications and the power of an, yeah, a good internet, yeah, the more you start to value it and, and the more interest I gained in, in, into it and as well. And especially when I saw the internet at Philips and I saw as well the potential it can have uh, if you turn that to something more meaningful, yeah, that was where really uh, yeah, I could uh, unlock a lot of value and where I saw like hey, this is a topic that I really want to uh, to develop more and also uh, see how I can help uh, Philips too. Yeah, get more value out of their internet. And, and and was it that you you felt that this could be a a tool for change inside the organisation, or what was your? It sounds like you were sort of frustrated by what you experienced, and you thought, we, yes, you see that very well. <laughs> you see that very well. Uh, there was a lot of frustration, especially because um, the old internet was uh, was basically. Uh, 
site structure. So when you want to send the message, you had to go to all the countries and ask them, can you please duplicate my global message on your local internet? Otherwise, you would not reach those people. Uh, and of course, that's not the most efficient way, uh, but also you're really depending on the people in the markets. And those people, uh, uh, some internets were just there and nobody was there anymore because the person left uh, the organization uh, so yeah during that i saw really a lot of uh, yeah a lot of yeah a lot of internets that were like ghost towns almost and nobody managing but still people visiting it so that means that they had information that was incorrect or outdated and they would yeah they were ma making decisions on a daily basis on outdated or incorrect information and there was thinking like, like well we really have to fix this if we really want to uh, yeah perform better as a Philips mm. so for people listening just paint a picture of Philips as an organization, describe the company. Obviously, it's a well-known global brand, yeah. but how many people are inside the company, yeah. how many countries, etc. Yeah, so, so, so uh, there are over 70,000 employees. Uh, we are present in more than 100 countries. Uh, so it's a very international company, a really, really international company. Uh, the headquarters are based in the Netherlands. Uh, however, a majority of employees are not based in the Netherlands. They're outside of the Netherlands. Um, um, so, for example, in the U.S. there are a lot of employees, more than in the Netherlands. Uh, in China there are a lot of employees. Everywhere there are uh, a lot of employees. Uh, our company language is American English. So the majority of our communications is also done in American English. And basically it's up to the countries to localize that content. Uh, that's basically how we, uh, how we uh, operate. Mm -hmm. And what kind of products does com does Philips make? I, I, I know some of the answers, but yes, I'm sure yeah. there's more to it than yes. I know. So basically in the last couple of years, we have changed as a company uh, significantly. Uh, so uh, in the past, we were like a, a, yeah, a major electronic company, and now we are really in health technology leader. Uh, so we changed the focus. And um, because we changed the focus, we also sold some of our businesses. Um, and one of those uh, are, yeah, are known by probably a lot of people is the lighting, uh, the light bulbs. Um, yeah, that's not part of Philips anymore. That's now called Signify, and it's just a separate company. Uh, but they still have the, the, the brand Philips on their products. Uh, so they can still make use of that because there's a license program uh, uh, yeah, to uh, to give them yeah the rights to use the brand. So, so, and how has the sort of change of emphasis and strategy for for Philips as an organisation affected your work and what you're doing? Um, to be very honest, it made it easier uh, because there was more focus, and uh, um, and with that, yeah, the, the more focus, it really helps us to mobilize people easily. Uh, because everybody is looking at the same. Can you give me an example same. what you mean by that? Um, well, in the past, basically, you had uh, different sectors within Philips. Uh, the sector lighting, for example, uh, they had different strategic priorities. And because of that, they wanted to have different elements on the internet, for example. And before you had to yeah, um, discuss that uh, and, 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 and see where you can yeah, find a common ground to say. And now that's not the case anymore because we have now one strategic focus, which is health technology. And uh, that really helps uh, to speed up things, to make quicker decisions, and to also make, uh, make, make it relevant to the employees in the health technology leader space. And do you see yourself as managing the intranet or managing the digital workplace or, or, or both? 
basically um, we we own a part of the digital workplace uh, if you would uh, see it like this uh, like that um, so I don't I don't see ourselves as the full owner of the digital workplace. I think the digital workplace is owned by a larger group within uh, Philips. Um, uh, but we do own, uh, in in my eyes, we do own the entry point to the digital workplace. So I see the in internet as as the yeah the entry point to the digital workplace. Yeah, from at least in within Philips, from or internet, you can go to the HR portal, to the IT portal, to all your yeah business applications so it's really the entry point however we don't know we don't own all those business applications or we don't own the HR port or the IT port or that's owned by yeah, the, the the function itself basically so so because one of the things that we talk about is the idea of the digital work uh, as the internet as a digital front door yeah. into the workplace of the organization that's how it we sounds see it like as well. that's your yeah. Yeah. your conception so who who owns other elements of the digital workplace and and what's your relation how do you work alongside them yeah so we have a very good relationship with for example hr uh so we work uh, closely together with them uh regular discussions with them uh they own quite a large part of the digital workplace in my eyes eh? uh, they have for example uh, workday uh, which is an out-of-the-box solution, uh, but also they have the HR portal, which is based on ServiceNow. Um, there they, yeah, there can employees submit a request, and then uh, they will they get answers on questions they have for HR related. But it also contains a knowledge base around HR topics, so like a, a care leave policy or whatever uh, you have in in the different uh, yeah, uh, countries around those uh, HR uh, elements and. What we, what we what we do from a yeah, corporation point of view is, uh, for example, we uh, use the data from Workday to personalize our internet. They, we have made agreements with HR that certain HR content is on the HR portal, uh, but if they want to activate that content, they use the news elements within the internet. So, for example, there's a new uh, uh, collective labor agreement then they publish a news article on the internet, but we link in that internet news article to the HR portal. Mm. And what, what do you feel like your main successes have been in the last couple of years around your area of responsibility? I think the, yeah, the main success was really introducing the new internet because that led to, uh, to, yeah, to uh, where we are today, yeah, really the foundation of it. Um, it was a really big, big, big change. We moved from 123,000 plus intranet to uh, a 5,000 pages intranet. Um, today we are around six, seven thousand, uh, something around that. Yeah? Uh, but yeah, uh, because of that new intranet, we could implement a proper content governance, a proper content lifecycle management, uh, better search results. So, for example, when you, when somebody search, uh, eighty percent of the people find what they need. Uh, so that's of course something that we can be very proud of because yeah, we assume when they click on something on one of the articles or one of the uh, results that they have found it and 80% does that so and what's the technology platform that it's on it's on uh, on office 365 um, we started on, uh, on on the older versions of SharePoint um, uh, but at a certain point uh, we made it ready to uh, to migrate uh, to office 365 and that works uh, quite uh, quite mm. well and and how have you managed to because it sounds like you're pretty happy with the search performance and that's often an yeah. area where people mm. complain that 
the difficulty of people finding yeah. colleagues, finding yeah. knowledge. Yes, and the key of that is uh, that we have introduced basically um, tagging. So every piece of content on the internet is tagged. And with that, you improve, of course, the findability of uh, of the content. So there's not one piece of of content on the internet that is not. And being is it tagged. automatically tagged? No, it's being tagged because of the content governance. So when an editor creates a page on the internet, they have to tag it, uh, otherwise they cannot publish it. And when they tag it, it will go to the people that need to approve it. So, for example, I create an article around. Um, uh, let me think around the employee survey uh, the results are in I want to share the results with the employees um, I tag it then with for example uh, uh, HR human resources and, um, and then it will end up to the person that is owning that topic HR and that person needs to approve the content before it's being published so in that sense there's always yeah uh, uh, a gatekeeper that is looking at the quality because we have connected the content governance to our communication function it is always a communications person that is looking at it uh, so that's also very looking very critical to the yeah to the content side I would say mm. okay so that's that's um, and that's a, a, an interesting approach and and what what have you found has been difficult for you in making the the improvements that you've made what were the main challenges that you faced the main challenges I think doing such a project is the change management element uh, so certain people were of course losing their own internet before they had their own country internet and they had their own site basically um, and now they had to give it up and they had to tag content which of course yeah different uh, some people were not really pleased with that um, because yeah they they yeah, received a lot of satisfaction, personal satisfaction from duplicating content from the global one and then publishing it, giving their own fl yeah, flavor on to it, etc., etc. And that was a was a huge challenge because yes, certain people were really emotional when we took away their internet site, you know, uh, because yeah, they've worked on it maybe years. And then, yeah, we come in and we say, like, hey, this is not uh, not the right approach. We should do it differently. Uh, and, of course, people can get emotional about it because, yeah, they are losing their own personal uh, uh, website, uh, internet website. And they get back that you have to tag content and then it ends up in a big content library. And then based on your profile, you will see it. Uh, so that is, of course, uh, totally different. And that change management element is something that I think we underestimated at the beginning. But we were able to quickly change that by um, yeah, investing in a change communications person. So uh, a change communications person yeah, joined uh, our team on a temporary basis and helped us to manage the change communications to the people. And it really, really, really helped. We had regular calls with those people. We explained to them what it means, what the impact is, and what they will get back. And that in the end, what they will get back is that they will get back higher engagement on their content because yeah people will see it uh, see it uh, on their personal feed they will have higher engagement they will not see the duplicated content anymore and that they can focus more on the quality of the content instead of just duplicating content were there any particular sort of uh, stories that you remember from I mean you've clearly there's been quite a lot of emotion as people fear yeah, yeah. they're lo losing is any any particular story without without naming the uh, the individual the, the <laughs> <laughs> and so so um, there 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 is a yeah there was 
in there was a person that was going uh, uh, to retire, and yeah, that person worked I think for ten plus years on an internet uh, uh, site. Um, he was just going to retire just before we were going to transition, right. and so in that sense, we were lucky. But he was very, very vocal about that he didn't like this and that he was not happy with this change and uh, that it should be uh, uh, not be done and etc. etc. He was extremely vocal and very emotional, and yeah. I, I sat down with him as well and, and explained to him like, yeah, this is the, the change that we need uh, for an organization like uh, Philips. We need to be yeah, looking at where we can uh, save costs from a an, from an technology point of view and from an operations point of view. Uh, but we also want to make sure that we deliver the best experience to employees. And we believe that this is the best experience to employees. But he was very emotional about that because yeah, he, 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 uh, he was looking at it from a different perspective, looking at it from an... Yeah, from his own perspective, uh, like he built it up, and then we t- we, we 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 take it away. Um, yeah, he he retired before we launched, so he never saw it in the end. Uh, but I can still remember that uh, discussion <laughs> because it yeah. was very intense. And 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 that's an interesting point, isn't it, about the change management, when, which, as you say, is often neglected. Yes, you know, yeah. and if you do neglect it, it comes back and bites you later yeah, mm-hmm. because you only get the success of the change. But you really have to invest the time. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you were prepared to take the time to sit down, it's not an easy conversation. No. Somebody's very attached to a certain way of doing things and the organizations don't immediately adopt quite mm. radical changes yeah, yeah and and uh, i yeah i just mentioned that we have an internal social media platform and <laughs> the interesting part was that yeah people can use that internal social media platform to mobilize others and that was this person doing as well that was going to retire he was trying to mobilize people on the internal social media platform mm. to go against this uh, this, this yeah. change. so he was really very very vocal on the internal social mm. media platform as well and we w- we would have open discussions on the internal social media platform and i had to explain it uh yeah continuously and and also really really making sure that i tell the right story on the social media platform because every employee can see it and every mm. editor was there and they were mm. yeah uh, when i make a comment or he makes a comment they would like his comment or my comment you had a very intense uh, uh, discussion but i really liked it to be honest because it made myself sharper yeah make the team sharper yeah but also make sure that we don't don't think lightly about this, you know. You 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 really think like, mm, okay, he has a point. Maybe we should do something differently, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think this is this was really really great to have this instant feedback and also very direct feedback. Yeah, I mean, it reminds people are known of about well, this, absolutely, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, in a way, it's it's very much like an external on the external social media. Correct. If, yeah. if brands don't actually yeah. communicate. With people, I mean, I had a conversation myself with, uh, I was posting something on LinkedIn, complaining ab- on LinkedIn about the fact that m- in-mail within LinkedIn is getting mm-hmm. spammed. It's getting yeah. polluted. Yeah. And what, what impressed me was that LinkedIn immediately came back to me on oh, LinkedIn really? ah. to communicate with me about this issue. Frankly, I wasn't happy with the things that they suggested uh-huh. as fixes. But the fact that, you know, somebody's they are listening, listening yes, and you're yes, actually, yes, yes. you know, communicating the important thing. So, so tell me, what's, what are the next um, sort of challenges for you? Yeah, so I think the next challenges uh, that we see, um, uh, what I see is that uh, um, Office 365 
it makes it so easy to create SharePoint sites that people start to create SharePoint sites and also now has a news functionality. So we are looking at how should we deal with that. Otherwise, you get that people without notice are creating their own SharePoint site and create a whole local intranet based on SharePoint. And that's not what we uh, want because our vision is to have the internet as the entry point to the digital sure. workplace. So that's something that we start to think about right now. And yeah, we want to look at how we can um, help employees navigate through that landscape um, because yeah, Microsoft is now just launching new functionalities all the time, which is great. Um, however, sometimes it conflicts with, for example, or internet platform, what I just mentioned, like the news functionality in uh, in, uh, in in SharePoint. And that's that's always sort of true for Microsoft, isn't it? That they're, you know, the good news is new functionality comes, new capability, but but you know, frankly, they can't. It's governance is not their thing. Correct. It's almost like well, you guys sort it out, mm. get people to help you yeah. think it through, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I mean, what are the how 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 are you going to manage that? Because it sounds like the Philips approach is is quite uh, I won't say controlling, but you know you have a particular yeah with processes pro in place pro yes. process yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. So I I, I we we don't have the answer yet. I have to say. So we are really looking into that how to deal with it. Uh, we are thinking about, for example, solutions where you have the news component on the internet as well, so that you have like your SharePoint news and your internet news or something like that could be a potential solution. Um, I hate to disable stuff, so we will probably not disable it because I think, yeah, uh, if we disable it, uh, yeah, it is not really helpful. Uh, it's also hard to do, etc., uh, etc. Et so I don't think that's the right uh, the right approach. But we, yeah, personally. I have to say we don't have the answer yet. Uh, it's simply that we still have to look into how are we going to deal with this uh, situation. And yeah, the 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 other challenge that we we, we have is that you see that yeah, there's a huge information overload in the world. Uh, uh, people are exposed to more and more channels, tools. Uh, in the past, you had only Facebook. Uh, and Twitter, and now you have Instagram, Snapchat, uh, uh, WhatsApp, etc., etc. Uh, people are exposed to information, and I think uh, the challenge for us as well is to look how we can we make sure that we display the most relevant information to people and helping them to navigate through the whole yeah, uh, landscape, uh, trying to make sure that they find the important stuff. Uh, so I think that the taxonomies and tagging becomes more and more important. If, you, if you're looking at the future, I think yeah, it's key because without it, um, yeah, people are going to be lost in your internal digital I mean, one workplace. of the things I've noticed, and maybe this is going to be part of the solution, is that, you know, we're, we're, uh, referencing LinkedIn again, is that I've noticed their tagging seems to be getting better. Their automatic tagging. Mm -hmm. um, I'm noticing that the, the tags that come up when you post something um, maybe through AI learning. I mean, do you see that happening within the um, intranet digital workplace environment? I think that's a really good observation that you just make. I think that's the, that's that's indeed going to happen probably, yeah. uh, because uh, yeah, without the the proper tagging, uh, yeah, people will be very 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 lost in this information overload of the world. Yeah? We are creating more and more information all the time. Um, and yeah, without tagging, you cannot find it. And I think the yeah the challenge following up on that is of course uh, when everything is tagged properly, to find the best version or result in that sense. Yeah. So, what would you say um, kind of motivates you in your work? What's the 
What's what 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 gets you kind of excited and inspires you about what you do? Um, what me inspires is that if you see that you can help the organization to be more productive and efficient, and see that you that it results in higher employee engagement. Uh, so um, uh, it's great to see that uh, when you uh, when there are an internet articles uh, created and uh, it's about. Uh, uh, a certain topic and you see that people are commenting on it liking on it that gives a lot of yeah uh, and g uh, yeah excitement to myself because then i see like hey we created that 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 potential to have a dialogue around the internet article and uh, people are asking questions and the content owner is replying to that and there you see that there is value unlocked uh, basically and that's personally for me uh, uh yeah uh, those kind those kind of details really yeah can make the job sure. really nice and and um at least from where i'm sitting you're a young ambitious guy um where do you see your already successful career either you know going you know your director of com uh, communication channels now what do you want to stay in this general area or what what are your ambitions um, it's a good question um you don't have to have an answer uh yeah <laughs> so i i'm not the person that is a very long-term career planner or something um i've also my yeah my personal um motto i would say is almost like yeah uh, just do your best uh wherever you can and that's what i do and then i always see where i will end up so until now it had yeah led to this uh basically and uh, yeah who knows where it will uh, go in the in the future but uh, definitely somewhere in the communications and marketing space uh, that's yeah. for sure and um you know we've just stepped outside of the digital workplace group member meeting um how do you find the the kind of value of this confidential interaction it's really great to talk to peers, uh, that first of all. Um, for me, the most value is out of, out of the demos because you see small things where you think like, hey, uh, we haven't thought about that or hey, that's something that we can also maybe uh, do. Uh, uh, I think the interactions are really great because, yeah, um, I, for example, I'm asking a question and it also lets to help others to rethink their own things they have done in their internet you know uh, and it lets lets to better yeah uh better results of course and when you're when you're in your own company you don't have the opportunity to talk to peers you know uh, you're talking to yeah colleagues that have a that are not really in depth into this yeah material i would say in, into this content and that's different with uh, with the digital uh, uh yeah workplace uh, member uh, meeting yeah i can really talk to uh, to peers from a similar company that's that's great Science. and and what's your advice to uh do you have any interns in your department yes all right yes, so yes, what's, of course so what's yeah. what's what's your advice to the to the younger dennis's um <laughs> yeah i am so i would uh recommend to always stay yourself um keep on asking provoking questions so sometimes i see interns coming in they are really shy and these kind of things but they have really good ideas yeah they just need to yeah uh, share those yeah. and ask those uh, uh, some of the brightest uh, suggestions that we received were coming from 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 interns uh, or young potentials uh, but yeah uh, they ha they have to be able to share them so i think uh, my advice to them is to keep on asking provoking questions that's also how i got my internship at philips by asking a provoking question what was it um i i i asked basically uh, w i went in, we 
I will tell the story a little bit. So basically, uh, we were I had a minor internal communications, so focusing on internal communications, and the teacher uh, knew the, the 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 yeah the previous head of internal communications at Philips, and she said we will visit with the classroom, we will visit the, the head of internal communications, and uh, we can ask some questions. And I asked I asked many of provoking questions, and then based on that, he invited me to have an interview to talk about an internship. Okay. And uh, so can you remember any of the questions you um, asked? Yeah, I asked, for example, uh, um, uh, why is this building not uh, branded like Philips? Because it feels like I'm at a I, at a financial uh, uh, brand instead of uh, yeah, uh, a consumer electronics brand. Then it was still consumer electronics brand. And uh, what was the answer? He says, "I don't know. We never. Good yeah, good question. We <laughs> never really. Yeah, we we never really paid attention to it. So yeah, yeah. So th those type of questions, I uh, I ask. So mm. keep on asking provoking questions would be my. Uh, yeah, and it's true, isn't it? Because I think often people think that the the, the kind of future for this uh, evolving field is is set, but of course it isn't. No, you know, you know, when you look where we are in 2018 versus 2008, 2006." You know, I just noticed that I joined Twitter in 2008, it's 10 years ago. You know, there, we're surrounded by things that we, uh, you know, to quote the jargon, normalize. Yeah. You know, something innovative happens. Um, I was listening to an interview with um, one of the founders of Dropbox, and, and they were saying that the, the innovation that changed Dropbox was the, the, the arrival of the iPhone mm -hmm. and the whole idea of applications and apps. Yeah. So you don't know, but it's been great chatting to you, Dennis. And thanks for for sparing the time. Yeah, and, thank uh, you as well. Pleasure really to nice. have the conversation. Yes, thanks. Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group, a strategic partner and boutique consultancy, supporting more than one hundred leading businesses and public institutions globally to advance their intranets and broader digital workplaces through benchmarking, research, and practitioner expertise. And if you'd like more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. And if you'd like to listen to previous episodes of the podcast, go to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash DWG underscore podcast. This is Paul Miller wishing you well until next time. <laughs>